Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. Sean, are you there? I think he's sleeping. Pat Smith. <laughs> Don't have to put it on me. Get your butters on. <laughs> With Taylor Smith and Devin May. That's my boy. Chew it on his toy. Good boy. Here we go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for Jaguars football, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. I'm Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your host, Pat Smith. Yellow. And your facts and stats man, Devin Mabe. Hello. Our other host, Sean Daly, is not in the studio with us at the moment. He is out in the world trying to get his pyramid scheme off the ground. We wish him luck. Today is Friday, August 28th. This week serves as part two from our last episode. We are moving through our predictions for the Jaguars 53-man roster. We had Sean and Pat provide their offensive rosters two weeks ago. We hadn't planned on being away for two whole weeks since then, but perhaps it worked out for the best because we have had a lot go down in the world of the Jaguars. We've got some current events to catch up on with regards to injuries, roster departures, and training camp updates. So let's catch up on the news before we hit our defensive predictions. Some of this news actually invalidates your offensive predictions. Isn't that right, Pat? Yeah, unfortunately so. Unfortunately so. So let's start off with the uh, the man of the evening, the man of, of the third round a year ago, your uh, true and tried favorite tight end, Josh Oliver. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, he broke a bone in his foot. He is uh, out on IR, and if uh, unfortunately the, the IR rules are a little, little funky this year. So because he's been placed on IR... He's going to be out for the entirety of the 2020 season. That's it. Why is no. that? It's the new rule. If you don't make it to the to the 53, you go on IR and you vacate and you you occupy a whole wow. spot. Wow. Yep. Yep. That sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I was under the impression he was going to be out for eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Per normal policy. No, throw normal policy out in the wind. Gone. Bye. God, poor guy. So yeah. Well, hey, poor guy. F- him. All right. That's. <laughs> That's three catches for 15 yards over two years. Two years! That's the production you give me out of a third-round pick. An early third-round pick. I mean, damn it. I was going to give him a chance this year. I really was. I was going to yeah. give him a chance this year. I was going to say, hey, listen, all right, you had bad luck last year, mm-hmm. I and I didn't give him a chance last year either. Out of the draft, out of the, out of the jump, the guy had got to make it up for me. You got to show me why you're worth a third-round pick yeah. out of out of San Jose State. Prove oh. you wrong. Exactly. Okay. You played you played D end half the time. You transitioned to a tight end. You got to show me why you're worth a third-round pick. All right. There are a bunch of guys behind you. We could have taken. We took you. All right. So we bring you in. 
You give me three catches for 15 yards. You don't get hurt. You're out for the rest of the year. And here we are, practice time. You're running on grass. You're not running through through the trials of, of Indiana Jones. All right? You, you fracture your foot. You're out for the year. And I got nothing out of you. I got nothing out of you now. So now we're two years in for you. I'm going to fast forward. We're two years in for you, and you haven't shown me spit as to why you should be playing on this team. He couldn't have even waited just a couple weeks to break his foot. Come on, man. So he was already on the roster. Come on, man. That's, that's what you give me out of training camp. And I got to say, listen... I don't know what goes on in Jaguars training camps, okay? Because this isn't the first year we've had a we've had a rough injury, we've had ACL tears, we've had we have problems in the past with with players, especially draft picks getting hurt at training camp. I, I've seen this year at training camp they've kind of eased it up. I've seen a lot more maintenance days, mm-hmm. a lot more days where where key personnel are taking days off to kind of rejuvenate, to kind of take it slow. Well, COVID. Well, that too that plays a part. Conditioning, I mean, but. Hopefully they're they're understanding from their error of ways because it's it's just been every and every team has it. I get it. It happens across the league. I'm not naive to that. But we just seem to have it every year, man. It always just seems to be something where a young cat gets hurt and gets out for a long amount of time. I mean, again, this was a this was a showcase year for Josh Oliver. It's getting to a point where these rookies, okay. You gotta show me something. If you don't show me a reason why to keep you on the team, you're you're four in and four out. You're done. That's out. And it hurts for this guy in particular because this was a year that we were really looking forward to seeing what was going to come out of the tight end position. Absolutely. Now, of course, you get Tyler Eifert, your your your, your new free agency tight end. You bring him in, but again, we we might be running a lot of double tight end sets, especially with with Jay Gruden calling the shots. I see that scheme a lot in in fruition this year with two tight ends, and that would have been a good chance for Josh Oliver to come in and showcase, just like you said. Now behind him, it's next man up mentality. You got Tyler Davis. Ready, ready to jump in. Another guy who doesn't have a lot to show on tape coming out of Georgia Tech this year um, who who's, has the ability to, to prove he's somebody in this league. So, I mean, again, it, for for one man's trash and another man's treasure, right? I think Tyler Davis put out a hit on Josh Oliver's foot. Did he? Break his foot. Well, again, in, in the span that he showed me in Georgia Tech and, and, and highlight reels, it would probably be the only thing he's done and accomplished. So the same, the same uh, problem that Josh Oliver had. He's got to prove you wrong. Right, exactly. No, he does. Show you Both something. these guys are starting at the bottom of the barrel. We're, we're so, for some reason, as Jaguar fans, we're so used to taking subpar talent and putting it on a pedestal. Like you're, you're just you, you're reaching, you're f- reaching for straws. You're like, listen, if this guy just gives me subpar production that wouldn't translate to a starting role on any other team, I'll look at him like a god and. That's terrible mentality. You should you should want the best out of these guys, just like Josh Allen did last year. I mean, he proved me wrong. I was a Josh Allen hater in, in the draft. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that pick. I didn't like it at all. Yep. But he came in and he showcased and he 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 made I ate shit all year last year. But that's what I want out of all my guys. Yeah. Okay, that's the mentality I want out of all my guys. So Sean in his offensive predictions in the tight end position, he had Eifert, Oliver, and O'Shaughnessy. I know that he's not here, but I can just hear him now saying, hey, this is a chance for Koyak to come back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, what was your offensive prediction like? Did you have three no, at that I, position? No, I had four? four. I had four. I had Eifert, Oliver, Oshak, and Tyler Davis. I'm just taking I'm taking uh, Josh Oliver out of the equation. I'm going to run three tights. I'm going to hope that they're going to make it all year, and that's it. I'm going to keep the uh, get, put an extra position on defense, which I think we're going to need more depth at anyway. Okay, all right. Well, we'll get into defense in a little bit here, but let's move on. Uh, that's our injury update. We do have some other changes in the roster, however. Some people who have uh, walked away 
from the Jaguars from this coming season, right? Yeah, that's Rodney Gunter. He was going to come in and play some D-tackle. Um, again, a position of need this year uh, coming off of last year, which was a disaster in the in the front four for the defense. Um, but again, more understandable on his part. He's I know he's got heart complications. He's, he's looking to get out and... Uh, you know, take care of himself. Obviously, take care of number one. I, I preach that every single podcast episode. Right. You take care of number one. Okay, at the end of the day, you got to look out for you. And obviously, you know, there's there's more to life than ball. You got family. You got kids. He wants to see it all through. And hey, more power to him. He's going to walk away. He's going to go ahead and, and try and re- rehabilitate. I don't think he's going into surgery. I think he did come out on Twitter and say he was, he was going to kind of uh, take it slow and, and kind of pace himself and get him back up to speed. Uh, the Jaguars, uh, as a classy move, did offer a a role uh, as a, as a part of the staff to, oh. to bring them on. Yep. So it is nice. Yep. Classy classy move there from the Jaguars organization. Um, but again, he goes on to a list of guys uh, behind him was Al Woods and Lorente McRae, if you remember that opted out this year. Uh, Al Woods was supposed to be a guy that comes in and plays meaningful minutes uh, on this defensive line, and uh, you're not going to have him, and you're not going to have Gunter either. Uh, who was more of a, a depth role. Um, the bright side of, of the whole thing is a, as you take the negative, you also must evaluate the positive. They bring in Timmy Jernigan, who's who's going to be playing your D-tackle role. I actually like the move a lot. Played for Philly. I also think he played for the Ravens at one point. Big guy. Moves quick. He's wearing, he's rocking the 98 John Henderson, which I love. Um, so he's he's going to bring in and, and, and replace that role at, at D-tackle a little bit and help out. And he looks like he's having a good camp so far. So, um, yeah, obviously you're, you're trying to get more depth at that defensive defensive line that was uh, as bad as it was last year. So It's good that we get this news before we're doing our, our defensive predictions. Um, another change, though, back on the offensive side, um, we also have uh, Sean's golden egg. Connor Slanka. Oh, that is, hit me too. Is no longer a Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, that hit me too. That <laughs> yeah. hit me too. Um, he was he was on both of your predictions for running. He back, was. Right? He was. Well, fullback. Yeah, he was. That that's it. But again, with negatives, you take in positives. You bring in Bruce Miller, um, who played for the 49ers, uh, had a little bit of uh, trouble off the field. I think it was about five years ago. He got into a stint with uh, I don't know some old man or something. He charges were dropped. It was some physical. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not spreading stuff that that didn't actually happen because nothing happened. Obviously, no charges, no nothing. You got nothing. So, mm-hmm. Bruce Miller coming in. Obviously, that tells me that they are exercising that fullback role, which which I like a lot. That gives me some confidence that we are going to run some fullback schemes in offense. And again, Jay Gruden, the the mad scientist he is on offense. That's a good step in the right direction. I think Leonard Fournette's only going to prosper behind that. Um, so yeah. Uh, Bruce Miller comes in. It doesn't really change anything on my offensive set. You take one out, you put one in. Connor was there. He's out. Uh, you know, I kind of like the the spunk out of the little army guy that came in and, and was going to prove to be somebody. But I, I, I'm sure he'll get picked up by someone else. The fullback position seems to be uh, revived in this league. So I'm sure he'll find a landing spot somewhere else. Yeah. So, like you said, we, we take the negatives with the positives. Uh, in the midst of all of this bad news, we do have some good news, particularly coming out of training camp we're seeing some really nice footage uh of some of your other offensive guys like dj chark yes 
Yeah, Captain Keel- Bombs. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Mm-hmm. Wow, Hollywood Cole. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? I tell you what, man. Last year, I, I was looking at this guy. He was an edge guy to me going into this year. I know he was doing some returning as well um, on the special teams aspect last year. I, I was really wanting to see something come out of him, man. He It seemed like if, if he did anything, of course, I'm not going to get mad at a guy that scores touchdowns, but it just looked like he would score a touchdown every three, four weeks or so, you know, or, or just getting involved every three, four weeks. But if he can come in, he's got great size. He's got great hands. I mean, I was watching him catch it and, and even uh, even beating off uh, old C.J. Henderson. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter yet. Yes. Um, yeah. Back-to-back routes. He, he he stuck him on a little fade right in the corner of the end zone, beat him there, and then he... Dude got a little heated. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> what. The, the fade route, to me, stands out a little bit more for C.J. Henderson. He might have just been having a rough practice. Obviously, you're not going to you're not gonna be great. The, the bad thing about the cornerback position is you're not going to be locked down every play. You're going to get burned once or twice. It's going to happen. So, that play, I kind of wanted to see a little bit more tenacity out of C.J. Henderson. It wasn't there. I, I wanted to see that catch-up ability because, I mean, you could see from the start, three steps, Keelan Cole's already got him beat, and... and, and uh, Henderson's out of his pocket and it's he's out of position and I didn't really like that but again perfectly thrown ball where only Keelan Cole could catch it so I'll, I'll let that slide and then the play right after that you see Keelan Cole just do a quick two-step slant uh, to the inside catching the ball that's a lot harder to cover especially coming from a, a cornerback role um, so and with the speed that Keelan Cole's got that's that's more tough but after the catch, obviously with a frustration, giving him a little pop at the end, um, goes down. I don't think it was anything malicious. A lot of people are losing their mind over it. No, no, that's, no, no. That's just, listen, man, the heat, it happens. You're going to get a little pop in there. You want to get a little, you want to see a little fight out of these guys, especially the rookies, man. And, and it's good to see that he's taking this, you know, with some passion, man. And it's something you need, especially with the with the position of quarterback. This quarterback position is probably one of the most shallow positions we have on this team right now. And it's nice to see somebody get a little a little pep. Now, listen, I don't want to see you doing it every play, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't want to see you doing it every play. But it's nice to see that you're you're taking it to heart and you're, you're putting some, some f***ing skin on the line. I want to see that. I do want to see that. Yeah. So to see that out of him, it's, it's good. Um, I'm not. I'm not taking it to uh, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not seeing it as a as a bad thing. I don't see this as him becoming a, a Jalen Ramsey problem or what people no, are going. No, I don't no, see no, that. No, no. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of standout. Colin Johnson's looking phenomenal in camp as well, man. I, it's one guy I'm excited for on offense. It's yeah, definitely he took Colin over Johnson. Luke Barcou, didn't he? Yeah, he took a nice, a nice, nice snag. Grab. I mean, a little pi could be questionable on that on that one catch, but I mean, nice one handed snag. I mean, it was it was great. Um, uh, a guy I think will definitely prosper in this system and and going to be a huge red zone uh, asset when as the games go on. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, you're going to want you. I like and Lavisca Chanel. I mean, again, that guy is. I think that's probably been the story at camp. Uh, is Lavisca? He looks good. He has a great speed, great hands. Um, again, a guy, a guy I wasn't too high on in the draft either. Um, but I'm I'm willing to eat shit, man. Trust me, I I have no problem eating shit at the end of the day. I, I I'll tell you where I stand when it hits. If the guy proves me wrong, I want him to prove me wrong. And uh, the guy looks big, man. He looks tough. He looks like he'd take a hit. He can go across the middle and take one. Maybe even shrug a guy off, make a guy miss, and and run up the field. So I'm I'm really pumped on on some Lavisca Chenault. 
So we've seen a lot um, out of Gardner Minshew in these training camps. Have we seen anything from any of his backups? Josh Dobbs has you he know, had a chance to show anything. Shout out to uh, to Cap. He's he's been one of the guys. Again, not take any away from John Shipley and Demetrius Harvey. Both guys have been covering this training camp. Uh, stellar. I mean, it, obviously the, some of the best guys you can follow on Twitter. If you're not already following them, go follow them. I got uh, Cap at camp, who's 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 been trending pretty well. And I asked him to see if he's if he's seen anything in the in the backup roles at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of separation there. Mm-hmm. Um, you are bringing in that new cat, uh, Jake Luton, out of the draft, um, late late guy. But um, and then of course with Josh Dobbs and Glennon, I, I think it's it's probably the more experienced guys are gonna probably walk in and take the role, kind of keep Jake in the in the scout team rotation. Um, because, I mean, you just brought in Mike Glennon. Uh, Josh Dobbs is going to be here for another year. So um, I don't see any reason why they, they messed that up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really seen anything crazy. I, Gardner's been throwing pretty well. I think he's thrown like two picks. I think they said two picks in the last couple of days. Okay. So, I mean, it's good to see that in, in camp because you want to see the defense excel a little bit. Um, but uh, I think, and then the Bud Light commercial as well. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yes. Yet or not. But uh, Gardner Minshew, you take him uh, first. Well, I, I, they should have upped the ante a little bit on that. I think an 18-pack of Bud Light's kind of a, what, what are we talking about? Tag price sixteen ninety nine on that? <laughs> I mean, come on. We could have we could have probably upped the ante on that. Maybe give him like six months of Bud Light if you take Gardner Minshew uh first round. I mean I, I'm still I'm still debating on it. I've already got two rings in my league, so I might I might just see if I could do it, you know, with Gardner Minshew one overall. It would be really cool to see Gardner Minshew be a uh, top fantasy pick of twenty twenty though. I like that Bud Light's giving him the recognition that Pepsi didn't. Well yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. All right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. I think that we're pretty well cut up on current events. We'll cut to break real quick, hear a word from our sponsors, and when we come back it's time to wrap up our fifty three man Roster predictions with defense. Don't go anywhere. Duval Hot Takes. We'll be right back. All right. We are back with your Duval Hot Takes. Before we went to break, we had covered some of the recent events that took place in the Jacksonville Jaguars world. Some injuries, some roster departures, uh, actually some news that had affected the offensive predictions that Sean and Pat had made. Uh, Enough about that. We're going to move forward to our defensive predictions in order to get started here, uh, I know that I mentioned before the break that Sean is not with us here in the studio, but we were actually able to get a hold of him on the phone. Sean, can you hear me? I can hear you, Taylor, loud and clear. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Welcome back to the show here, buddy. Um, hey, before we get started, I wanted to, to say I'm so sorry to hear about Connor Slanka, man. I know he was your guy. You know, uh, I'm not really that hurt about it. I just wanted big boy football to make a return to Duval, and I wanted a football or a fullback on the team. And uh, had I known we were going to sign such a good one, then I, I would have never given Connor Slomka a chance. But he was the best fullback on the roster when I made the prediction, and then he wasn't for a few days, and now he's gone. I mean, I'm sorry, Connor. We had good times, and it's gone. It's come on, Bruce. Let's go, Duval Bruce. <laughs> All right, and then there was also Josh Oliver. We had spoke about him as well. Um, we're now we're now down to tight end. Uh, it was expected, Josh Oliver. I mean, <laughs> we should know now. We should know by now that Josh Oliver, whenever he gets out of bed in the morning, is a liability. Everyone needs to be at least. If people were social distancing from Josh Oliver before, it was cool because he could run into anyone at any portion of time and just completely destroy every bone in his body. So we knew this going in. So. Josh Oliver, the original 
the original Glass Man. Exactly. Yeah. If you look up, uh, you know, the Mr. Glass con- or whatever the, the split, how the, the M Night Shyamalan series. Yeah. 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 Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. The Josh Oliver story. Absolutely. <laughs> Portrayed him very well. Very well. All right. So, like I said, it's time to move on to our uh, defensive predictions. Uh, Pat's over here itching to go. Sean, are you ready to go for yours? Oh, I've got my got my notes. Right. I've got everything ready to go. I'm ready. All right, perfect. Well, you're calling in, so we'll we'll let you go first here. What position did you want to start with? Uh, missionary. No, all right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna do uh... dinner first. All right. <laughs> I'll do safeties. Okay. So I've got uh, at free safety. I've got Jared Wilson, Andrew Wingard, and J.R. Reed. All right. And then at strong safety, I've got Rodney Harrison and Daniel Thomas. So I've got five safeties. And then there we go. Same, 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 but different, but still same. <laughs> boom, boom, bing, bang, boom. It's uh, it's not a not a strength of the team. I would say. I think Rodney Harrison, like I said in the past, is probably uh, other than Dewan Smoot, uh, is the most underrated player on this defense, and I think he has a big year. But other than that, it's a lot of just mediocrity. I think Rodney Harrison's got a chance to be good, and then the other guys. I mean, Daniel Thomas could too. I don't know, but I don't have a lot of hope in Jared Wilson, Andrew Wingard, or J.R. Reed. Woo, woo! Calm down, calm down. J.R. Reed's my boy. Relax, relax. Okay, I, I think J.R. Reed's your guy. I think, I think, yeah, he was my, uh, he was my undrafted, he was my undrafted draft guy. So yeah, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, got a little stake in the game, a little skin in the game. No, you're right though. I think Ronnie Harrison uh, pretty much solidified at his position. He he showed uh, some really good flashes last year. I think he'll only build off on that. Andrew Wingard, uh, special team special specialist. So he's, I don't think he's going to serve much purpose in the safety role. Hopefully injuries are not a problem um, because that's probably the only reason he'll find the field in the uh, in the eleven on defense. So yeah, I, but I agree with you in, in, in wholesome. Uh, it's it is kind of a shallow spot. Um, I think the only other spot that I would feel more uh, shallow at is the the cornerback position. I think our whole secondary as a whole is probably uh, more suspect than I would like it to be. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you're talking about the second year quarterback position, but you know, I, I think the cornerback position is actually a little deeper than the safety position because of just the competition there. And I just, I, I see a lot more flashes from the camp videos that I've been watching. And I don't know if you know this, but I've been paying attention to the secondary drills, the defense back drills more than most Jaguar fans. Because I, I imagine so. Yeah, I imagine so. Why don't, why don't we, why don't we dive head first in that position? I'll throw mine out there real quick at, at cornerbacks. I've got, uh, CJ Henderson. Trey Herndon, uh, Luke Barku, uh, DJ Hayden, Josiah Scott, and Chris Claybooks. So, yeah, uh, we have the exact same list again, man. He's, yeah, well, my the big difference with me is I said Trey Herndon, and then I said DJ Henderson. Uh, <laughs> so you have Trey Trey Herndon at CB one. I'm going to continue to put massive chips on CJ Henderson's shoulders. Yeah, this man has done nothing to prove to me that he, he should be the number one quarterback on this team. All I've seen from him is him get salty against Q and Cole and then push him, shove him after after he beat him on a route. I haven't seen CJ Anderson make like like any good play. Well uh and he's uh, sitting every other day out. Well I will say he had a he had a decent route on a long longer play. Um I can't remember who the receiver was right off the top of my head, but he he got into he got into good position. I think um, kind of came down a little awkwardly, but 
he, he came into a, a decent position on that play. But you're right, though. And you know what, though? I, I will double up on that just because C.J. Henderson is a rookie. I'll, I'll raise that a little higher and tell you that Trey Herndon hasn't done anything to prove to me that he's CB1 material. All right? A lot of a lot of people are trying to shove this stupid-ass PFF rating on me with, with, with Trey Herndon last year, okay? It's real easy to be a good cornerback when no one's throwing the fucking ball, okay? So it's it, it his stats from last year mm, a little a little watered down, okay? A little uh, shaky because if you look at how many times he was passed on, uh, it, he doesn't translate well to the guys behind him, okay? His rating's real good because he had to defend five passes last year, all right? So uh, I, I I'm not buying too. I I understand that Trey Herndon has have a, a good camp so far. I, from what I understand, he's having a good camp. But uh, I don't know, man. In the waters lurking is is a is a particular friend of yours, Luke Barku. You know, I'm not going to take. Listen, I I think I think it's safe to say that both of us had this guy on our draft radar um, going into this into this uh, this previous draft. So to see him come in undrafted was a treat for both of us. I'd like to say. Obviously, you're really high up on him. This is the this is the skin you were mentioning having on the line here. Um, is is in Luke Barku. So I think, if anything, I think Luke Barku gets a little CB2 action. Um, and, and spoiler alert, I, I don't think Trey Herndon's going to get CB1 action. So that's my my prediction going into the year. You you guys can put the pieces together on how the rest of it goes. I am very glad that you are finally joining the Barcuda Triangle movement. I'm very happy to welcome you into the Barcuda Triangle. Um so therefore, welcome. Okay, uh, I don't. I mean, DJ Hayden is is going to be the slot corner. Absolutely, absolutely. Going to be your guy right there. And then Josiah Scott. I'm getting like I'm watching John Shipley's Twitter like a like a hawk. Absolutely, as you should. Jo- Josiah Scott is having a good camp, same as Luke Barku. So we'll see who comes. I just think I think we got to carry six corners at the end of the day, strictly yes. because of the attrition at the position over the year yep. like you, you'll get to you'll lose two of them in one game so you need to have six and i feel like that's your six right there I, i'm really good at I, I, perry nickerson better not make this team i'm I no he so should not. upset he should be shown the door if he makes this team ahead of luke barku you might have a luke bar boycott on your hands <laughs> I, I i don't see that in the cards but but you're right i i would be upset as well i don't see it in the cards but i would be upset as well yeah. Well, welcome to the Barcuda Triangle. Uh, hey, I'm I'm just waiting for my T-shirt. No problem. Shout out to my man Luke. All right, we're feeling it. We're feeling it. And he followed me on Twitter, so I just want to give a shout out to him. That's my guy. All right. Yeah. A lot of faith in the podcast. That's right. I'll move on to then. I'll go to one of my other guys. I'm going to go to defensive end position. All right. Okay. I'll, I, we can do D line as a whole because I've only had three true defensive ends right here. I've only got three. And one of them suspect because he plays an outside linebacker a lot too. Okay. Josh Allen. Okay. I mean, he plays, you know, sometimes. That's it. And then the other two, you got my man, the most, that are going to be the biggest standout star, the most improved player on this team this season. Build it up. Build it up. Dewan Smooth, Smooth season is happening. It's happening before your eyes. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Smooth season, eight and a half sacks. Minimum, he's gonna go off. 
Okay, all these guys are dropping. They're they're not showing up. Al Woods is quitting, and nobody's coming. And Dewan Smooth is just sitting there, just like feed me more. He just wants more, more reps. He's gonna destroy it. And then Cassius Marsh, the only other defensive event. That's it. Or three. That's it. that's all I got. And the rest are interior guys. Taven Bryan better not step outside defensive end because he's terrible out there. He, he the second part of last year when he, they moved him inside. And he started playing a little bigger. That's when he started making uh, like big boy moves. Started getting some penetration in the middle of the four three. Uh, and they were so. they did they did discuss that this off season. They did say, hey, listen, I mean, you know, you drafted this guy. You've been you've been you know kind of footing him around on where, where you're going to start him on this line. And he's finally showing that he's playing well at D tackle. Uh, you know what the f- you know what's what's up with that? Can we just keep him at D tackle? And it seems like that's that's the move going forward. So. Um, they're trying to make him into Clay Campbell when he's he's like Avery Jones. I mean, let, well, let him be Avery Jones. Yeah, uh, and you're right though. You're right. We we need we need to start seeing. Uh, I I kind of hit this earlier in the podcast. We need to start seeing some uh, some return on investment on these draft picks. You know, uh, we're going to year year three with Taven. So um, you know, it's time to put up or shut up. Yeah, that's it. So I mean, I can go into the rest of the D line and here D line. I've got Taven Bryan listed as my top interior defensive lineman, which is insane. And then Devon Hamilton, uh, Timmy Jernigan, and the aforementioned Avery Jones, who's still the longest tenure Jaguar, and it's, it is uh, it's still hobbling around the old facility. I'm so am I, am I putting you at, what, six or seven on this defensive line? Seven on the line because Clavon, I've got Clavon Chase on listed as a linebacker, but you know he'll, he'll get down there. So Okay. So I've got seven with a kind of an A with a uh, KC. Okay. Well, uh, you're, I mean, I've got Josh Allen. Yeah, obviously. Um, on the other end, I've got uh, uh, Smoot and uh, I've got Chase on as well. Now, a little a little thing I, I took back. You, you said Taven Bryan's your, your number one in this middle. I, I got to disagree with you, man. I like Timmy Jernigan a lot. I, I like him a lot. You know, rocking the big 9-8. Yeah. He's like Hansel. He's hot right now. He's just a name that, that a lot of B reporters are like, hmm, Jimmy Jernigan. Yeah, it'll fizzle out right around week one. Okay. Okay. I hope not because I like I want to see that 98 be dominant again. You know, I want to see that uh, that 98 flash across my screen. So uh, I hope not. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I've got Josh Allen. I've got Chase on. i got Smoot. I've got uh, Timmy. I've got Taven. Avery. I've got my boy Hambone, Devon Hamilton making the squad um and then you left one guy out i don't know if maybe you just didn't get the the memo or not but uh no let's hear it yannick's still in this team bud you know he's he's still on this team so you're gonna carry him into the 53 you're not gonna wave him so you tell me different bud because i i I don't know man i i'm pretty sure you're carrying this guy in so are we going to line up Justin Blackman at defensive end this year too, or are we going to uh, are we going to call up? I hear Deion Sanders is doing a lot of moving around with his job status. We can put Deion Sanders there. Uh, there's Carmen San Diego. We can put at defensive end. Listen, if I get if I get dealt a shitty hand, you know I can't give the cards back and get better cards. I mean, I'm just telling you what I have. This this is what you and I both have in our hand right now. You got to play with that card. Uh, you can't burn it. So the guy's got to make the roster. You got to make him on the 53. The Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. 
have decided to go with 52 players. Oh, and all the other teams have 53. You're insane. Yeah, dude, yeah he, there's no way. I don't care if they put him on the roster. I don't care if they tell him we'll give you. Uh, there's no way he's coming through that door. Too much bad blood. I'm, I'm just so. I'm, it, it's almost a Jalen status now where I'm sick of talking about it. Like, Let I'm me ask you this. Let me ask I want you this. Him, him, Tony Khan in a cage. Settle it. Settle it there. And let's I it would. Out. I would give half my salary to watch that. I would want it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I want. I want TLC, no DQ, Tony Khan, Yannick Ngakwe. <laughs> I want to see it. That's what I want. You want you want to put a show on AEW. You want you want people to tune in on that. Throw that in your as your as your main card. And and I guarantee you, I, I'll pay whatever the pay per view is. Whatever the pay per view is, it could be two hundred dollars, and it'd be a twenty second fight, and I'd be all over it. Barbed wire bats, kendo sticks. <laughs> I want it all, man. I want it all. We'll do Money in the Bank where you have the suitcase at the top, and then they got to climb the ladder in order to get it. <laughs> and whoever doesn't get the case is gone from the team forever. <laughs> Tony Khan actually gets it, wins it. Like his his dad, uh, Shad, helps him. But then at the end, yes. he's holding up. Shad holds up Tony's hand up like real high, and then he looks at him. And he gives him the thumbs down. And it's sweet chin music. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> super kick right to the chin. The story writes itself. I mean, this is great. This is amazing. You you and I need to make a phone call to AEW management and Tony Khan and get this uh get this ball rolling. Cause this is this is what people want to watch. Shah Khan opens the suitcase and then Yannick and Gakway signs it and they both raise their hands up. <laughs> right, right. And then he turns on. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm all over. I'm hyped. I'm hyped right now. I'm about to, I'm about to I'll plug in the PS1 and play Bring the Pain. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. Sp- speaking about bringing pain, let's let's talk about our last our last group of guys. Um, linebacker, right? Obviously, um, probably one of the worst positions. I mean, I think easily the the front seven were really bad last year uh, between defensive line and linebacker, especially with Miles Jack playing in the center. Um, at, at Mike, obviously not a good fit for him. They saw that. Uh, they tried to make him something that he wasn't, and you know they went out this off season and got got Joe Sherbert to come in and play that Mike Mike role, which I think he's going to excel at leaps and bounds uh to what we've had um it, it'd be nice to see if he could bring that element that puzz brought back in the day so um let's let's just start off across the board i've i've got miles jack i've got joe and i've got cassius marsh um for your linebackers starting you got cassius uh, marsh at linebacker I had yeah strong advantage. strong side strong side linebacker yep we we're just completely Hey, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how, how it plays out. We don't know. We don't know what's trotting out this defense. We have no idea, you know? Um, behind him, I've got some depth. I've got Leon Jacobs. I've got Shaq Quarterman, Oakleaf. Shout out. Uh, Quincy Williams, if he sees if he sees a healthy season. And I've also got Nate, Nate Evans. Nate Evans. Oh, you son of a Because he's, he's having a hell of a camp. I think I think he's gonna get it done. I think he comes in, he gets a little depth, he gets a little. I think uh, you know, I think he brings a little uh, element to the table that we don't already have, uh, and you get the depth that you need. You um, are getting served a subpoena today. It is being okay. delivered on your front doorstep 
And do you okay. know where it's coming from? Do you know where, where it's coming, coming from? from? Well, it's coming from the law firm. It's coming from the law firm. Oh no 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 no! That guy. Hey, he's he's holding hands. He's holding hands with Perry, and they're they're gonna clean out each other's lockers together. Yeah, Joe. Oh oh, Joe Giles. It's gonna be Joe Giles, Harris the Third, and Perry, attorney at law. You know, and they're gonna be they're gonna be on the back of the phone book, and they're gonna be ambulance chasers. All right, they're gonna be the guys that better call Saul type lawyers. They're gonna be those guys that are trying to. Trying to get you a hundred k settlement for, uh, you know, uh, getting getting burned in the sun, and you're trying to sue the earth. You know, that's those are those guys. That's the only the only difference we have is that you've got Nate Evans making it over uh, Joe Joss Harris while Joe's out there. I've got in I've got an inside linebacker, Shaq Quarterman and Joe Schobert. I don't know if you said that, but those are the only two inside linebackers that yep, I have. Yep. And then yep. everybody else is OLB. You've got. Yep. Uh, Miles, I sell candles, Jack. You've got Clavon <laughs> putting me wherever, Chase on. You've got yep. Leon, uh, completely forgettable Jacobs. You've got the law firm. And then you've got uh, Quincy, I'm not even sure if I exist, Williams. So there yeah, that's, that's, the squad. that's the squad. Uh, is, there an, is there an argument for who we have on punter, kicker, and long snapper? No, no. I think, we, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, we've yeah. got... Uh, it's uh, Josh Josh Lambeau, right? Future Hall of Famer, absolutely. You got Tanner Lee at punter. Okay, he's uh, no. or, you know, no. we drafted him. At, no. We drafted him. At, no. We drafted him at quarterback, no. but he's gonna be no. a punter now. No. no, oh yeah, that's right. Logan Cook, that's right, his buddy Logan Cook. That's it. And then that at long snapper. I mean, unless, I mean, I love Ross Matistic's mustache, but I don't think he's gonna be able to to beat out the guy that we brought in. So, Uh... Won't take that. Nope. Won't. That's another situation. Won't take that. Nope. 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 Ross. Ross Matisic gets the position handedly. Handedly. Wow. Handedly. Wow. Handedly. Wow. Okay, nice. Hey, that's an undrafted guy. That's an undrafted yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I know. And I'm. And that's that's a wee bit of skin I've got on that. So uh, hey, trying to hey, trying to hey. trying to turn some tables here. You know. Hey, we'll see. I think. I think. What, what was? Who's the uh, the favorite? What was his name like? Or, what I forget his name. I was Orzek, Matt Orzek. Yeah, exactly. So you don't even know his name. So why why would it matter? Dude, I haven't cared about the long snapper since Carson Tinker. Okay, so don't don't fair. don't don't start. Fair. Don't at me. Don't at me. Fair. Okay. Fair. Fair. And, fair. And we because we went we went through Overton at some point. I, I know right. too much about long snappers. Why do I know long snappers' <laughs> name? We have dug deep in the long snapper uh, history recently, but uh, no, you're you're on point. You're on point. It was Overton. It went to another Matt uh, in in Orzek, and uh, now we we have the competition of a lifetime between him and Ross Matisic. I just realized that the reason I know so many Jacksonville Jaguars, like the, the history of the long snappers, is because they're on the field way too. You see them a lot. You see them a lot. A lot. <laughs> there. Well, when Josh when Josh Scobie is your lead lead point scorer for the Jaguars franchise, I mean it's uh, yeah, it's it's tough to beat. Yeah. All right. So okay, Ross Matisic. I hope it happens. So yeah. Amen. Our uh, our our defensive picks were pretty spot on, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know how are you feeling about it though. I would grade. What would you grade this roster that we just wrote up? Like grade it on a scale of A to to F. Well, listen. If I can be completely honest with you, which I feel like I usually am, um, you liar. I uh, listen. I'm I'm not going into this this year with a lot of high hopes on this defense. I'm I feel more confident in the offense than I do the defense, um, just because of coming off of last year 
and looking at what we've added slash subtracted from this defense, um, I feel like we're more, we've netted a negative since we've come out of last year um, going into this new year. When he says like motivating things, like we hope to be as good as we were last year. (laughs) Right. Those motivating words. Man, we've really upgraded. We've really upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's there's going to be a lot of growing pains, man. We've got a very young cornerback group um, that's going to that's gonna get exposed. Let me stop you right there. Okay, I don't know if you've listened to every interview that every Jaguar coach has given, but hey, uh-huh. every player has had a heck of a camp. Yeah, every no, I know. I has <laughs> had a heck of a camp. I, would lo- I can't wait. I can't wait for the day to come where the guy comes up and a coach comes up and goes, hey, man, you know what? Jared Wilson's been playing like shit. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I, 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 Probably one of the worst camps I've ever seen out of fucking Jared Wilson. And and, yeah, and, I, and I tell you what, Leon Jacobs, Leon Jacobs, he doesn't hustle to the Gatorade as much as I would want him to. All right? And he's, he's trash too. So I can't wait to see, hear those hot takes get spun out of camp. If the defensive line coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars were to go to like a campsite, like I don't know, like Camp Blanding or somewhere like that, and just walk around and just see like sticks lit, lit on fire and tent pits and everything, he would walk around, put two hands both just firmly on his hips, look left, look right, shake his head up and down, and go, "This is a heck of a camp. This <laughs> is a heck of a camp." That that guy is is far more optimistic than he needs to be. At this training camp, I gotta say he didn't say one bad thing in that whole presser. I'm like, man, listen, I'm I'm I've watched I've watched your whole off season, okay? I've seen it happen in front of my eyes, and you lost talent after talent after talent, and you have regained Timmy Jernigan. I mean, you, you you're not you're up creek, and you've been up creek. For like ten years, and you still can't find that fucking paddle. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see what he. I obviously listen. I obviously want them to excel. Obviously, we say this every week. We want the fifty-three to come out and just fucking go bazonkas and go ten and six or or whatever. You know, but I got to be realistic. I just don't see it happening overnight, man. Not with this team, not with this roster, uh, not on defense with the mentality we have in Todd, the wash man, the washroom, watch me, wash my clothes, wash man. Listen, um, all right, uh, Jacksonville Jaguar fans, okay, this is going to be a very, very fun year. I said it's going to be sh- extremely fun. Okay, hey, listen, if you put $50 on the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl right now, you win ten grand if it happens. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying okay. the odds, the odds, the odds, are, <laughs> the odds are not going to get any better than they are right now. So if you're if you're a betting man or woman out there, go ahead and do yeah. it. But yeah, realistically, I mean, we're just going to go out there. We got the we got the most fun quarterback in the NFL in Gardner Minshew. We're going to go see him play the game. We've got a defense that uh, that is a heck of a defense. All right, and uh, we've got an offensive line that's a heck of an offensive line. We've got a a receiver group that is a is a heck of a receiver group, and we're gonna have a heck of a year. Okay, we're gonna, we're and, you, and, and just you know, it's t- it's time it's time you go watch something else, man. You've been watching too much training camp, uh, too many training camp pressers. It's time go watch the office oh, or man. something. You know, you gotta oh, you gotta, gotta get. I'm uh, so hooked. 
I'm so hooked on John Shipley's Twitter feed right now. I saw I just I saw the feud between him and Jimmy Smith, and I was just like that meme of just like eating popcorn, just like <laughs> back and forth. I was like, oh Jimmy, oh sh-. <laughs> oh man, good times, heck of a podcast, boys. <laughs> Yes, sir. Sean, thank you so much for your input and for providing us with your defensive predictions. Uh, thank you for your time. I'll let you get back to your busy day. We let the audience know earlier in the podcast that you're scouring the world trying to get your pyramid scheme started. So best of luck to you on that. Listen, okay, in order for me to get this pyramid scheme working, I'm going to need some help like they did in Egypt to get their periods up. And or periods, I mean periods <laughs> We need to pump those periods up. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a hell of a of a pyramid scheme, man. Right, how are the tiers working? Are the tiers going pretty well? Tier three, tier two? We're just trying to change punctuation. That's all we're doing. We're going from periods to colon to to uh, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm out of it. You always struck me as kind of a colon guy, Sean. You know, I mean, <laughs> go get them checked. Go get them checked. No lumps. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining. We'll let you get back to it, and uh, we will see you at the next episode. Hey, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you uh, uh, next week. All right, and I know that Devin's stepping up in my absence and doing a hell of a, jo- a heck of a job. So, congratulations to Devin for that. Hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Devin. All right, Sean, be good. Good. Two balls. All right, everybody. That was your co-host Sean Daly providing his insight. Uh, very, very close match to Pat's defensive roster predictions pretty much uh how it went last time with the offensive predictions as well but i mean that's just kind of how it is right now we don't have a lot to work with as we said before no preseason uh we're finally getting a good look at training camp and that's that's been really really nice because everything up until this has been a drought a drought of content a drought uh in social media so i think that we're just we're starved for football right absolutely absolutely can't wait for uh september to roll around all right and september is getting ever closer my god time is flying flying i swear it was march i played animal crossing and then it was the end of august it was august (laughs) (laughs) i blinked yep all right that'll about do it for this episode of the duval hot takes podcast i am taylor smith moderator pat smith host oh sorry sean we already hung up on you oops Devin May, Facts and Stats. Thank you all so much for joining us. We will see you next week. Until then, find us on Twitter. Share your takes with us. Let us know what you think of our offensive and defensive roster predictions. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Stay sexy, Duval.